How does a free multi-camera home security system sound to you? I got your attention now. Check out First Guardian Security Services. My friend Jerry Forrest is the regional manager there. He can be reached directly by text or phone call at 769-823-0034. He's going to get you set up with a brand new free multi-camera home security system for new customers only. That's going to include a video doorbell camera, an outside camera, window, door sensors, and a motion sensor. Free installation. There is a one-time activation fee. He'll go over all that with you. You're also going to get a lifetime warranty on the whole system, and you're going to be able to save up to 20% on your homeowner's insurance, depending upon who your homeowner is. Check them out online, myfirstguardian.com, or just call or text Jerry directly, 769-823-0034. That's Jerry Forrest with First Guardian Security Services. Monitoring services provided by Vector Security. Boom goes the New Year's dynamite. Wow, it's good to be back in the saddle after basically uh, a week and a half off, with the exception of three shows last week. Glad to be back. You've tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am, of course, Clay Edwards flying solo here in the W-Y-A-B Studios this morning. Again, glad to be back at it. <clears throat> and I expected a lot of traffic this morning. It's January 2nd. There's no reason for everybody not to be back at work. However, <laughs> nobody was on the roads this morning. Really weird. Uh, the little gas station here next to the studio, normally packed with what I call the, <clears throat> the Flora Coffee Club. None of those guys were over there, maybe two or three, but generally speaking, none of those guys are up this morning. Is it the cold weather or are some of y'all off until tomorrow? Go to work. Quit being a Democrat. Time to get up. Chop, chop. Go do stuff. Go make America great again. Quit sitting on your butt. I stayed up a little late last night. I watched both of those college football games. Great games. That Michigan versus, <laughs> brain fart here, who did Michigan play? Alabama. That Michigan-Alabama game was instant classic. Nick Saban got out-Nick saban by Jim Harbaugh. I think Jim Harbaugh did his greatest coaching job of his career this year. I'm not getting, don't, don't come at me with that cheating scandal or none of that. That's football. The other team should have been doing it too. That's all I got to say about that. Missed six games this year. Team still went undefeated and just beat the living legend in what many are calling his best coaching job ever. So you can't, you can't say that he's lost a step when all of y'all have been telling me all year that this is Saban's best coaching job ever with what he's done with this team. Because I agree. I think it has been his best coaching job ever. I don't talk a whole lot of sports on here, but come on. It's, uh, it's, the, it's the playoffs. I thought it was an instant classic. I was, look, man, I have never been one of these SEC, SEC, SEC guys. I don't pull for the SEC. I hate all y'all. Except the maroon and white. I, I do not pull to see the teams that we had to recruit against, play against, 
all that stuff. Raise money against. I don't, I don't pull for y'all to win when you ain't playing us. I mean, I've been playing nice with Ole Miss fans the last few years because I just don't care as much as I used to. But at the end of the day, it would suit me just fine to see you all lose every one of your games. For all of your football programs to go on probation and become bowl ineligible forever. So, I was pulling for Big Blue, Michigan, Jim Harbaugh, mainly because they made him the underdog. They made me. They've been treating Jim Harbaugh like he's Donald Trump. They made me pull for him. I just wanted to see him beat the system. He's been oppressed all year. So, go Big Blue. Then, you know, just and you know, just a lot into that game, too, to make it one of the, what I think one of the best college football games ever. It was Michigan. It's Alabama. It's two teams that don't have to do any gimmicks. They wear their they wear their original uniforms. I don't know if they've ever done a special edition throwback uniform because they still wear their throwback uniforms every day. The two two of the winningest programs in the history of college football. You know all that stuff. I ain't got to tell you. At the Rose Bowl, at the granddaddy of them all, with so much on the line. It wasn't for the national title. It was for an opportunity to go play for a national title. I don't know which makes it better. If it had been the national title game or is it a, or is a semifinal? Either way, it was awesome. It came down to the very last play of the game as it should in overtime. Come on down, young son. I mean, the only thing you could add, the only person, people that could ask for more is Alabama fans that didn't win. But they knew it was a great game. So kudos to Alabama. Kudos to Michigan. Great game. Uh, Nick Saban. A lot of people said if he won the national title this year, that he'd be retiring. <clears throat> you know, of course, that never came from him. But I had to assume that same energy if you lose it, right? Do, do you have the wherewithal to go fight that fight again? Does Nick Saban step away? Now, like, again, we're going to move on from sports here in a minute. Does Nick Saban step away? If so, who replaces Nick Saban? You never want to be the man. Just like, just like when you're dating somebody. Say, say you're dating a girl. Say, or let's say there's a girl out there. She's been with the same guy for 20 years. You never want to be the next guy up, like after the divorce. Like you don't want to be the man to follow the man. Cause she's probably like an alpha widow at that point. And you're always going to be in competition, in direct comparison to previous guy of 20 years. You always want to be the guy after the guy. You need a buffer in between, in my opinion. Coaching is the same way. Alabama never got – I mean, I know that Gene Stallings won a national championship after, after Bear Bryant, and that's about the most you can ask for. But generally speaking – you never want to be the guy to follow the guy. New England Patriots, for example, if Belichick goes away. Do you really want to have to follow Belichick and all those Super Bowls and all that history and all that? You're you're always going to be a failure compared to what Belichick did. I think, I think uh, Alabama is going to have that same problem. But they will have the ability to get whoever they want. There's guys that won't take a job. There's guys that won't leave a job. For Alabama, 
They'll leave their, they, I can't think of another job in this country. It's the number one job. I don't care what happened on the field last night. Alabama decides they want your coach. Your coach is going to Alabama. And about half the NFL for that matter. Uh, forever, I think people thought Dabo Sweeney would be the guy. I, and I, I'm going to be honest, I think this NIL era has left old Dabo behind a little bit. Uh, Clemson, Clemson took a big hit this year. We'll see. We'll see, but just some of the comments he's made about the transfer portal era and the NIL, and I agree with him 100%. It's trash. But you got to play within the rules that are currently presented if you want to compete. Uh, so we'll see uh, what happens at Alabama. You know, as a Mississippi State fan, I'm hoping they just promote some um, promote some some coordinator from within, promote the special teams coordinator or something. <laughs> you know, we need a chance to beat Ole Miss. I mean, uh, hey, I feel the same way about Ole Miss as a State fan. We we just need a chance to beat Bama. It's it's been since the Sylvester Croom era. But if you didn't know anything, and I told you that if you've been asleep for twenty something years. And the last thing you saw was the worst coach in Mississippi State history, Sylvester Croom, beat Alabama. And then you find out that we were the number one ranked team in the country, had Dak Prescott playing for us, all these bowl games, all this stuff. And I told you that we'd never beat Alabama again. But the last time we beat him was with Sylvester Croom. You just want to go back to sleep. <laughs> I looked then, no sooner than that game was over, it was followed up by another best game ever. Now, you know, I understand kind of being a prisoner of the moment a little bit. But still, two great games. UW and Texas left it all on the field there in the Sugar Bowl. Really enjoyed that game. I stayed up as late as I could, about 1130. That's my line of demarcation. Uh, the UW, uh, UW won it. That's uh, pretty cool because Mississippi State, uh, the quarterback from Mississippi State, Will Rogers, transferred there starting next year. So, man, sure would love to see him in that same position next year. Pull for our Mississippi kids. So, uh, looking forward to a big game. I guess it's next Monday. It's the, uh, the 8th, whatever day that is. You're going to have Michigan versus Washington for all the marbles. I think it's down in Houston. At Reliance Stadium, there. I'm just gonna say, I mean, Washington's good, man. They are really good, but I think Michigan is on another level. I'm predicting Michigan. I'm not gonna give you a score. I say Michigan wins it all, and uh, Washington. I don't know. Who knows though? It could be close. I would. I just want to see Harbaugh win one. Everybody hates Harbaugh right now. All the collective woke Democrat sports media. Has cried foul about Harbaugh being a cheater all year. Ooh, mean. He cheated. He outcoached us. Especially Ohio State fans. And then boom, here they are, caught up in a cheating scandal themselves. They they got hung up with with uh stealing people's or somehow or another getting other teams practice film. Through the company that they use, they, there's a website they use to load up their practice film to so they can distribute it and edit it and do all the stuff they need to. They were able to tap into that and get other teams' practice film. So, LOL at Ohio State talked all that crap about Michigan. All right. 
we got a bunch of stuff I'm going to talk about today. And it really, sports wasn't going to be any of it. And you're probably wondering if you're on the right channel here. I get that. I get that. But hey, we're men, too. We men. We like to talk about sports. I didn't just quit watching sports because I got fired up about politics. I took a little break. I, you know, when they, when, when they quit kneeling and they started acting right, you know, I'll tune it back in and see what's going on. There's a lot to talk about. Coming up next in um, the next segment, we're going to have True Crime Mama from TikTok on the, on the phone with us. She's been following a case very closely, as I have. A very sad situation has, uh, has unfolded down in Scott County. Or oh, should I say over in Scott County, down in Forest, Mississippi, over the weekend. An elderly white woman by the name of Miss D. Edie was murdered by a psychopathic black man in what I'm calling a hate crime. I'm just going to put it out there. It was a hate crime. You break into a woman's house, you steal nothing. You do unspeakable things to her that I don't even want to mention on this radio. And you beat her, shoot her, and burn her to death. That's hate crime. By every definition of the word. And uh, if the roles were reversed, y'all would be screaming hate crime too. So we're going we're gonna to call that a hate crime. We're going to talk about the man that did these evil, vile things to her, the, the search for him. We've got it all queued up here. Like I said, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back, and uh, we're going to talk about this just sickening, sickening situation down in Scott County. Uh, the, the thug is still on the loose. What was his name? Um, Sammy Patrick. Sammy Patrick. He's wanted for capital murder. He's armed. He's dangerous, and he's ready to F around and find out. All right, let's take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to have True Crime Mama from TikTok on there. She's got a huge True Crime TikTok page. So we're like leaning into her a little bit, see what see what she's hearing. She's, uh, she's got some ties to that area. She knows the, she's, uh, she's friendly with the victim's ch- uh, daughter. So she's got a little inside information. And uh, we'll be right back. This is the Clay Edwards Show on 103.9 FM, WYAB. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here on WYAB. It's January 2nd. It's the new year, 2024. We're going to kick it off with a bang. We want to welcome back one of our longtime sponsors, Martin's Downtown. Back here on the show, bringing in the new year. Guys, I'm sitting here on their Facebook page. You know, Martin's is the premier live entertainment venue in not just central Mississippi, but all of Mississippi, in my opinion. And absolutely the number one live entertainment venue in central Mississippi. Mark your calendars now. It's the day after Valentine's, but it's going to be worth it. February 15th, a belated Valentine's gift. They got satisfaction. The International Rolling Stones Tribute Band. They were voted by Rolling Stone Magazine as one of the best tribute bands in the world. Get down there, check them out. Tickets are available now. Check out Martin's Downtown, JXN.com. Or get down there for lunch today. Try out the best blue plate in the city of Jackson. And frankly, I don't know that it's even close. Today's blue plate special, what is today, Tuesday, smoked ribs, and of course the whole menu's available. Ditch the diet, don't even try that nonsense this year, you know, I know, same year, same you. 
<laughs> Get the country fried steak. Tell them I sent you. Available on all major food delivery apps. Open from 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. daily. That's Martin's Downtown. Check them out online. Martin's Downtown. JXN.com. All right. On to something more serious. <clears throat> I've got on the line with me from TikTok. <laughs> Boy, how the world has changed when we're, when we're introducing people from TikTok. Uh, I've got on from TikTok, we've got True Crime Mama. She's got a huge True Crime channel there. and She keeps up with all these uh, sad and mysterious true crime cases. And one has hit home right here in central Mississippi over the over the Christmas and um, over the New Year's weekend, I mean, really sad situation in Forest, Mississippi, where Miss D. Edie, an elderly lady, had her house broken into right out there, just right outside Forest or right in Forest. I mean, it could, it's so random is what, what really hits home about this. Um, she had unspeakable things done to her on top of being beaten, shot, and burned to death in her own home by a sick, depraved individual by the name of Sammy Patrick. Uh, she's been following this case. we got True Crime Mama on the phone here. Hey, you there? Yes, I'm here. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Look, thanks for getting up and joining us this morning. Uh, you and I have been kind of communicating since this thing popped off, and I thought it'd be great to have you on because you've got some family connections with these people. Uh, you, you, y'all are uh, assisting and helping set up a GoFundMe and some other stuff. Yeah. So, uh, so I thought it'd be great to get you on to kind of go over all that look let's start at the beginning of this thing this fella sammy patrick and, you, and correct me if i'm wrong here he's been wanted they've been looking for him since before this for about a week before around the 20th or 21st maybe he stole a couple vehicles yes that's right and that was down in scott county correct yes but then i believe he ended up wrecking one of the stolen vehicles in newton county and got away on foot um, I don't even remember hearing about that until after Miss D's murder. Um, but yeah, he's just been on this spree right, so, for weeks now. Okay, so he, he, they they've been looking for him for let's just for simple math say a week prior to this, and or he'd been on the run for a week prior. Whether they've been looking for him, another story. Right, right. So he he's stalking out Miss Edie's house is the best we can figure, right? That's what it sounds like, and, it, and also I didn't realize until last night when you sent me that article, but I, it sounds like he was a neighbor of hers. He's a neighbor? Okay, so I, I guess I missed that in the article. Well, I did read that. So he, he's been stalking her out. He, they, they, the family believes that he had knocked out a couple of the security cameras, and there's a, this is an elderly lady that lives kind of out in a quasi-rural area. Uh, so she had some cameras around the house. A family member who lived down the road had access to her cameras so they could keep an eye on things just in case something was, was fishy. And that's how they found her. And they noticed that they saw a commotion on one of the cameras, haul butt over to the house and sit there, and she's still on fire when the guy gets there. It's her it's her niece's husband. Am I, have, have I got that right? That's right. Yes, the, that's the, right. The niece's husband gets there, and he – He's trying to put her, she's in her garage on fire in a nightgown, and he actually burns himself trying to put her out, and sadly, this has not been reported yet, I don't believe, but he he hears her last breath. I mean, so he sees, watches her die. And this guy's That's out, right. and this guy's out on the run, you know, I've talked, my, you know, my girlfriend lives three, four, five minutes from where this happened at. 
You know, so I, I, just a m- bunch of different reasons. This one hit home a little different than others because it feels very random. You know, it feels this is this lady was a widow. Uh, she That's didn't, right. She didn't. The best we know, she did not. She did not know the suspect. So you know, unlike a lot of the crimes here in Jackson, which they call interpersonal uh, beef or whatever, this was not an interpersonal or a domestic situation. Um, no, it wasn't. You know, so, I mean, this is the kind of stuff that nightmares are made of. I mean, this, any, this could have been anybody's mother, aunt, sister, grandmother, daughter. Absolutely. Yeah. And it happened at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I don't think you've said that, but you may have. No, that's, that's, did, it, but it's just, that's a very valid point. This happened in the middle of the dang day on Saturday, right? That's right. And he didn't steal middle anything. The he, they haven't found anything missing yet? No, they've found nothing missing. Um you know, it says that it does look like th- things had been rummaged through, but as far as what they've discovered as of now, nothing is missing. You know, so I, I was just kind of speculating last night a little bit that m- maybe maybe he knew that she was a, a widow and that maybe in his mind, thinking a little older lady, he's on the run, and this is 100% speculation here. Just thought that he would go in and maybe she had a, 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 a an old old coffee container full of full of cash or something that he could get. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it would have been a robbery if there had been some cash there to rob. Once he realized well, that she... I believe there was cash in her purse. Really? I believe so. I believe I read it. There was cash in her purse. Even sicker. But it is thought that perhaps when the relatives you know, got there, it scared him off, and he was unable to finish a robbery. So we're going to let her burn. Uh, that's just sick. This is sick, man. It is. It's horrible. So yesterday, yesterday afternoon at some point, he robs a he robs a subway down in Woodville, Mississippi. After they got the town wrong about three or four different times, it's Woodville, Mississippi. Um, And he's in a Ford Ranger pickup truck. I would say late 80s, early 90s, Ford Ranger pickup truck. Uh, black extra cab got some chrome down around the rocker panels if anybody sees that it, it's got a disabled tag on it uh call 911 do as you wish um and this truck had been stolen about the same time these other vehicles were stolen it had been reported stolen that's right and it belonged to a relative of miss d you can't the make this up in, you know on the run in you can't make this up and here's my concern I'm, and i try to be quick i, I try to be quick to to roll law enforcement under the bus on stuff. But when Scott County Sheriff's Department posted this this update last mm-hmm. night about him robbing the subway and they had a picture of the truck, mm-hmm. if you'll go back and you look at it now, it says, edit, we found the owner of the truck, we have the information. Y'all should have already had the information. Right. If that, if that truck got stolen from that area. You should be. Hey, right. I mean, how many trucks are getting stolen in Scott County that they, gotta, that they, can't, that they don't see the black Ford Ranger and say, hey, I wonder if that's that Ford Ranger that got stolen from here. We should already have yeah. that information on file. Now, that's, that's right. if it got stolen from there. I can't imagine that there's, you know, that many vehicle thefts in Scott County, but maybe I'm wrong. But, yeah, you would think that they would have already picked that out. All right, so you have a, I had not seen it. All right, you have a relationship with the family. And Yes. Uh, how are they uh, I, this is a ridiculous question but how, how are they taking this well miss d's daughter is one of my co-workers and i have not spoken directly with her but of course other co-workers are sharing that the, it, she's just still in shock really 
You know, it's just like you said, it's just unimaginable. You can't can't wrap your mind around it. Something that you never expect to happen, especially, you know, in Scott County. All right, so, like I said, I know last night you know, my girlfriend was gathering her things to come up and stay with me, and I don't care if they spotted inbound in Woodville, Mississippi. She ain't staying out at the house, you know, by herself. That's right. And gathering up stuff to come stay with me, she went to a roadblock immediately. I mean, right out there, you know, without giving away her location in that general vicinity, um, out there in Scott County, and <clears throat> of course I had to make a joke with. I said, "Well, you know, you were in a Nissan Altima. Of course, they had to had to had to stop you. We got to run a Nissan Altima joke going." But yeah, man, it, it said they got a lot down out there. It is it is it is fortified around Scott County right now, you know, and it, because my understanding is they think he may try to come back up this way. Right. And there's yes, also, I did hear that. There was some thought that he was still in the area, which that's honestly the direction I would have gone. Was you know he knows the area, he's hiding in the woods somewhere, something like that. But he ends up recovering one of his stolen vehicles, that Ford Ranger, wherever he had it hidden out at, and got away down to all the way down to Woodville, Mississippi. Which you know, if y'all aren't familiar, that's just I believe that's a little west of Natchez, closer to it the Mississippi is. River there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he he could be anywhere by now. If he gets down in NOLA, they may never find him. That's right. He could be anywhere. And I'm sure he probably is in Louisiana at this point. Um, I know the Louisiana State Police are, you know, involved in the search for him. But as of now, and I went ahead and messaged some people this morning to make sure that he hadn't been caught. And as of now, he's still not been apprehended. He's still on the run. And at this point, there's probably not much that he wouldn't do to stay on the run. You know, we were talking about this last night. I'm shocked he didn't just kill the people at the subway. Right. I mean, what's he got to lose in the, at the end of the day? And what is also alarming to me is law enforcement is saying that he really has no criminal past. Well, over except the last few weeks, obviously. Well, except for the last few weeks, yes. But prior to that, prior to the vehicle thefts and then Misty's murder, there is nothing else that they've, that they've found. Like something just triggered this guy, and one of his drugs. That's been mentioned a few times. You know, amphetamines. You know, can can make people go crazy. They can. It's interesting stuff. All right, let's uh let's let's move to the future a little bit. Uh, you guys are participating, in setting up, or sharing, or helping spread the word about a a GoFundMe to try to so they can uh, help raise some money to bury Miss Edie. Yes, another one of my coworkers, um, the one that Misty's daughter works directly with, she is setting up a GoFundMe, and that should be finished today. We are trying to help raise money just for her funeral expenses as well as to increase this reward money to find this man. Yeah, I just so gotta, as soon as that's ready, I will share that with you, and you can share it with your listeners and followers. Yeah, we will. I'll get it posted on my social media outlets, and uh, I'll, I'll have a link available for anybody that wants to text the Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. I did just get a text there on the Guns and Gear text line from somebody who uh, who, who who has some Sam Patrick stories and says he is, in fact, mm-hmm. a, he is, in fact, a career criminal. So He is what? He is, in fact, a career criminal. Oh, he is a career criminal. Okay. No, maybe, maybe he had not had a criminal record. But he is, right, fa- exactly. he, he is yeah. in fact a career criminal, you know. Okay. And I, I know plenty of people who have never gotten caught. <laughs> it, that's all right. That's um, all right. He, you know, here's another thought that I had on this thing that I just kind of wanted to flesh out a little bit while I got you on the phone. This thing happened at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. 
the 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 husband of her niece, the 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 the, the person that found her still on fire. Yes. This all happened in a pretty tight window. I'm am, what I'm amazed in is how he got away in that little window and nobody was able to find him. Right. You know, it says a lot of, of him being familiar with the area. I had heard that he had gotten into somebody had told me that they thought he may have gotten was initially in a white expedition, you know, yes. and then you just never know. I mean, was he at her house on foot or did he have a vehicle there? Have we, have we heard any details as far as how he got away yet? I have not heard any of those details and I have also wondered the same, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And that and look, and I love rural Mississippi. I love rural areas. I love small towns. But this is one of the unfortunate uh, things that can happen in a, in a small rural area. Somebody can do this, and man, they can be a long way away before, mm-hmm. before you know proper law enforcement, proper authorities can catch them. And that's just life in a rural area. You know, uh, first responder, you know, AMR ambulance stuff is no different. You know, you just may, takes time. It does to, for, to respond. Yeah, it does. Um, you have anything you want to end this on? I don't have anything else to add. Uh, how can people find you on TikTok? Download the TikTok app first. <laughs> <laughs> so many people don't have it, and they're missing out. Um, but once you get on the TikTok app, I am at true.crime.mama, M-A-M-A. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, a lot more people got it than they than, 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 than admit to it. Um, I guess oh, so I, many of my friends don't have it. Yeah, they've let their politics get in the way of it. That, that's right. That's exactly what it is. Oh, what about China? What about China? Man, I'm more worried about Google and Meta having my information than I am China. That's right. Or at least, you know, if you, I've, we've already let the wolves in the door is what I'm saying. You know. All right. Well, not that's to get exactly in, right. Not to get into a political back and forth about China and Google and during this and, and bog down what we're talking about. But all right, true crime mama, we appreciate you getting up this morning. We will uh, we will stay in touch and uh, as this thing develops, y'all. Like I said, she's on top of it. I've been on top of it on my social. Uh, she she does more long form. You know, she she kind of tells the stories where I go boom 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 do the breaking news stuff. But uh, both both are good. Again, she's got a she she knows the family. She works with the daughter, so she's got a different type of attachment to this. And uh, we'll be leaning into her to find out information that may not become available on the news. And when the GoFundMe is available, and I did just have somebody text in to the Guns and Gear text line. Uh, so if you speak to somebody, mention this. Um, a lot of people don't like donating to GoFundMe because okay. they, because they take a percentage. I think it's like three percent or something. They take they take a healthy percentage of the donations. Uh, okay. If, and I'm not saying don't do a GoFundMe, but maybe if they want to set up a way to for direct donations, maybe get with a, a local a bank, bank. and, and okay. set up an account, and people can stop by whatever branch they want to make a donation directly okay. to, to that to the account. And that because like I say, a lot of people just they ain't gonna download an app a lot like TikTok, but they will make a direct donation to a bank. Okay. So I will maybe do both. That. Yeah. All right. Well, take Thank care. You, yeah, appreciate you. Have a good one. Right. Bye bye. All right, man. We appreciate uh, True Crime Mama there from TikTok coming on this morning to kind of give a boots on ground perspective of kind of what's going on out there. Sad situation, man. I just, uh, I've yet to get numbed by violence and and crime. 
And that's why I do this. You know, it's why I still break down Jackson crime. It's why I still talk about homicide number 12, homicide number 13, homicide number 160. Because we don't never need to let this type of behavior be normalized. You know, it's shocking, it's sad. And our prayers are with the Edie family this morning. Let's take a break. Come back. I want to read some of your texts on the Guns and Gear text line. And I got a lot more stuff I want to get into today. The phone line is wide open, 601-879-0002. The Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Guys, get the week started. Get the year started right. I'm challenging everybody this year to get over to Men's Health of Mississippi and get your testosterone levels checked. I'm almost a full year into it. February will be a full year. So what's that? 11 months. Been an absolute game changer for me. I've been working out from home, went and joined a gym the other day, finally got some accountability buddies, <laughs> going to try to work out every day around lunchtime now that I, I've got a little more flexibility with my schedule. But um, every guy in there I was talking to, was well, same thing. We you know, Inevitably, the conversation led to you know, a bunch of mid-40-year-old guys talking about testosterone, and it led to, yeah, man, men's health in Mississippi. They all, everybody knew Scott McCullough, Michael Walker, those guys over there. Get over there, see them. These guys were all the guys that were the, in the best shape of anybody in that gym. So, says a lot. <clears throat> Get over there, see them. I had a little flare-up of the pink eye over the weekend. You know, Men's Health of Mississippi is way more than just a testosterone anti-aging clinic. They're also a uh, family doctor, you know, personal doctor. So, you, you can go to them for anything. Got a sinus infection. Uh, got the pink eye. Whatever, man. They were able to get me boom, boom, boom. I had a prescription sent over to my pharmacy immediately, and I was able to salvage my weekend <laughs> and not be uh, at the mercy of the pink eye all weekend. That was miserable, by the way. I'll talk about it later. But look, menshealthms.com. Get your levels checked today. Uh, you're dealing with a little erectile dysfunction, a little lack of the morning wood. Obesity, lack of motivation, all that stuff. They get you taken care of, man. Get your libido back. Get your libido back. She'll thank you for it, and then you'll thank me for it. Check them out online, menshealthms.com. Schedule your free testosterone testing today. All right, let's read some of your text um, from the previous a uh, few minutes of the show. Somebody just texted in right as I was reading that and asked me to discuss Jackson's 2023 crime numbers. And I'm going to, the whole second hour is going to be dedicated to Jackson crime and 2023. And a couple other things too. I posted a picture of Capitol Street in the 1950s and it triggered an entire conversation about racisms. We're going to talk about that too. Um, but yeah, so yep, stay tuned, Andrew. Uh, hour two, we're going to get into all the crime numbers 
from 2023, frankly, over the last four years. And uh, look at a few trends. Uh, how are how are the murders in the Capital City Improvement District versus the rest of the city? We got some interesting breakdown on all that stuff. Uh, CJ Lamasters over at WLBT does a fabulous job of tracking all that on WLBT. So uh, we're just going to use their numbers and uh, <clears throat> whatnot. And uh, also, I think it may surprise y'all what is and what is not considered a homicide. So the numbers are way higher than what they actually use. But how these numbers are gathered uh, is is a massaging of the system, to say the least. And that's at no fault of WLBT. That's how the numbers are, how the FBI and the the police departments give them the information. So, all right, let's see here. One of our followers said, I have been following a TikTok mama, a true crime mama, uh, since she was on your last show. Uh, she's phenomenal. Yeah, man, uh, really, if you like true crime stuff, which, let's be honest, who doesn't? I love true crime stuff. Yeah, you need to be following her. She's good stuff. I've learned about some cases I didn't know about. So uh, just good stuff there. Keith says, and I and I am in agreement with Keith here, 100%. I've actually uh, even recommended this in a few of my last few videos, especially concerning Sammy Patrick. He says, I'm going to start lobbying for a thug hunting season. They could be, they could give out a certain amount of thug tags like they do with alligators. It would save tons of tax dollars. Yeah, I mean, and I, I want to say this because I don't want thugs to be misconstrued. You know, I, I just think trash, period. You know, we, we need to start taking the trash out a little bit better around here. You know, Sammy Patrick is trash. He needs to be taken out. The family doesn't need or deserve to have to sit through a trial and have to hear the horrible things that he did to their 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 dear mother, their aunt. Oh man, I, I I'm gonna tell you say I know it's easy to sit here in my perch on my perch here in Radio Land and say what I would do if that was my mama. But son, what I would do if that was my mama. Whew. And anybody that tried to get in the way. You'd be just as evil as he is as far as I'm concerned. You'd be just as evil as he is. People get mad at me all the time. Clay, you got to quit calling for vigilante justice. You can't be a patriot. You can't be about America first. You can't be MAGA. You can't be a Christian and be, and be, and be about vigilante justice. The hell you say. Hell you say. We need more vigilante justice. That's what's got this country into the position it's in. And vigilante justice doesn't necessarily just mean peeling caps back on bad guys. It means policing our own communities. Hell, some of you need to start policing your own families. Then then maybe worry about spreading out into the communities. We really need to start policing our own. And we get a lot of uh, foreigners that come into this country the right way. A lot of legal immigrants that come into this country. And that's what they do. They they police their own very well. Their families and their immediate communities. We could all take a page out of their books. You know, really, really could. Let's see here. 
Sorry, guys. This thing kind of, this app doesn't reload as fast as I would like for it to sometimes. Yeah, that, Bud Jovi sent me a thing telling me about his, his buddy of his that's cleaning up the highways in Jackson since Jackson won't do it. I, I'm going to be honest. I've seen that floating around. Um, they're going to get ran over trying to clean up streets in Jackson. Jackson needs to clean up its own mess. Um, yeah, is it a cool thing that they're cleaning up the streets of Jackson, get on the interstate and cleaning that up? Yeah, I mean, sure. On the surface, you know, it, it, yeah, it's a good thing. Um, should they be doing it? No. no I, don't, I don't think so. These idiots, through the, these idiots littered in their own. If they don't want their own city to be clean, it don't need to be clean. Let's take a break. All right, we're back at it. It's hour two. The Clay Edwards Show, 103.9 FM, WYAB. Of course, I ended the first hour of the first show of the new year with a, uh, I wouldn't call it a technical difficulty. It was a user error. I just got fired up and talked right past my uh, my talking, my stopping point. And so you got about 10 minutes worth of commercials there. If you're still there, thank you. You're awesome. Couldn't do it without you. Real quick, guys, clear the calendars this Saturday night. Acme, Pizza and Daiquiri's. They've teamed up with DJ Tricks, a.k.a. Jace Powell. They're going to be throwing a big 80s, 90s, 2000s dance party. So basically, us old folks. Us old folks that invented booty shaking, that invented booty music. We're going to be out there partying. It's going to be like... Let's go back in time. It's going to be like The Dock, The Edge, Crazy 8, Mothers, The U-Pub, The Depot, The Catwalk. We call it a big massive reunion of all those different dance styles, dance nights, dance clubs. We're going to be throwing a big party this Saturday at Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's at Fan and Mart on the Riz. No cover charge. Come one, come all. It's an old school throwdown DJ coalition. It's gonna be a good time. Hey, look, if, if that doesn't if that doesn't uh, toot your whistle, how about the fact they just got some great pizza? Great pizza. Just come out and get some great pizza. Uh, I think I may end up being out there. <clears throat> a week is a long way away, but as of right now, I foresee, I foreshadow myself being there for a classic '80s, '90s, 2000s DJ dance and stuff. I know uh, DJ Tricks is bringing Kuiper to town soon, so he was the old he was a DJ at uh, like Inez's and the Catwalk and all those places back in the day. We've had him here on the show before. Uh, his day job is a uh, he's the alderman there in um, <clears throat> Gluckstadt, so he's a, he's a cool dude, man. We like him, and uh, we're gonna get out and support anything he does. And then you do it at Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's, and you've got my attention. So get out there, get out to Acme any day this week, four p.m. to nine p.m. Enjoy. Pizza, pasta, dynamite balls, and more. Don't forget they got nine different frozen daiquiris on tap available to go and for delivery. And as always, you can sit down there and enjoy the uh, the ambiance at Acme Pizza and Daiquiris. Fan and Mart on the wrist, 4 p.m. to midnight daily. And again, this Saturday night, clear the calendars. It is a old school Throwdown DJ Coalition spinning 80s and 90s dance music all night long. All right. We're back. It's the first show 
of 2024. It's our 667th full episode here on WYAB. Phone lines wide open, 601-879-0002. The Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. Let's see if we had any text during the break there that I need to bring to air. Richard said, hey, man, it's an eye for an eye. It's biblical. When I uh, talked about it, what I would do if somebody did that to my mama. Amen. It is biblical. Eye for an eye. We need to get back to that. We need to get back to that. Let's see here. Um, unknown Texter says, Jackson voters don't want their city police either. But the state and we as taxpayers have to step in and do that too. I guess litter pickup is next. Yeah, that was in response to some uh, to Bud Jovi letting me know that about, about the folks that are cleaning up the side of the interstate and stuff. I mean, look, I get it. I ain't got nothing bad to say about it. I'm just saying, this is why Jackson's in the mess it's in. They just let it get so bad that they just think other people should have to come in and fix it. They don't want your help. They don't. I mean, you got the NAACP still actively suing the state to prevent HB 1020. And to literally, Democrats love the word literally, literally help save black lives. To literally save Jackson. They just got an injunction on the appeal. A whole, whatever you want to call it. Some of the, some of the, some parts of HB 1020 don't go into effect today like they were supposed to. As late as Saturday or Sunday, they end up getting an injunction and now it's been going through the appeal process again. It's, it's a nightmare. They love, the NAACP loves dead black bodies. They campaign on them. They need them so they can scream oppression. Anytime you try to do anything to make that situation better, they sue you. Make it make sense. Prove me I'm wrong. So Jackson can clean up its own damn garbage. That, that's what I'm saying. I'm not going to pat anybody on the back for doing it. No, They've let it go. They refused to run their water plant correctly. The state had to step in and fix that, and eventually the federal government had to step in. They screwed up their trash crisis. Well, they didn't screw up the trash crisis. They created a trash crisis because of their own incompetence. I could go on. And on and on. The state had to create the Capitol Police. Because Jackson let it go so bad that it was not safe for anybody. But last little bit of bastion of real money was in Jackson. Downtown, Bellhaven, Fondren. Was threatened by thuggery. And Jacksonery. So they just they let it go so bad that they know the adults. Democrats love to talk about the adults are back in the room. The adults are back in the room. Clay, did you know the adults are coming back to the room? That, this, the adults have not worked out very well. Democrat adults are not good adults. <clears throat> the Epstein list is going to be coming out here in the next few days. You're going to see a lot of very important, very prominent Democrats on there. You may see a few Republicans too, but y'all know, hey, we, we don't like the rhino, uh, rhinos here either, the uniparty shields. 
So I fully expect to see some Republicans on there too. But to the best of our knowledge, there's only one two-term president on there, and that's Bill Clinton. Who knows? Maybe Joe Biden's on there. Maybe Obama's on there. Maybe W is on there. You know who's not on there? No matter how bad they want you to think it is, no matter through all the propaganda they show you, Donald J. Trump. You know how I know Donald Trump ain't on that list? Because if he was, that list would have been public a long time ago. Would have been public a long time ago. All right, back to Jackson. We'll have all week. We got all week to talk about the Epstein stuff. Jackson finished 2023. Drum roll, please. 117 homicides. Down 21 from the previous year. That's right. Less killing in Jackson. Uh, Inside the CCID, there were 10 homicides. That's down four from the previous year where they had 114 inside the CCID. Outside the CCID, there was 100 homicides in the area controlled by Jackson Police Department. That is up two from the previous year's 98 in that same area. Where the big jump comes is location unknown. And I'm not 100% sure how they do, how they decide location unknown. Like maybe the, somebody got shot and then they went and died at the hospital and they don't know exactly where they got shot at. Maybe, maybe that's a distinct possibility. In 2022, there was 138. I'm sorry, 26. There was 120. I can't get this right today. There were 26 dead people in locations unknown in 2022. In 20. 23, only seven of the location unknown victims existed. So, big drop there. Don't know who to credit that to. I'm going to say Capitol Police, but neither here nor there. Uh, JBD finally did decide to start getting their stuff right here the last couple months of the year, and we've given them high praise for the job that Chief uh, Joseph Wade has done, and I'll continue to do so as long as they continue to do what they're doing. I would like to see more traffic cops out on 220 and 55 for that matter. I rode through Jackson New Year's Eve from Brandon to Gluckstadt and back around midnight. I did not see a single cop, a single cop on the interstate, either direction, New Year's Eve. That's disappointing. Now, that really is. I mean, you know, if you want safe roads, I mean, there are people drive past me going 110, 120 miles an hour along certain parts of 55, particularly in front of the Kroger on 55. That stretch right there from north side or really from Lakeland Drive coming out of Waterworks all the way to County Line. Like, where are the cops, man? Give these people some tickets. There's always somebody in a damn Dodge Charger, Challenger, driving faster than they got any business doing. But let's get back to these murder numbers here. You're down, I think it's, it's like 21 less, right, from 138 down to 117. 
Let's jump back to 2019. Jackson had 83 homicides in 2019. In 2020, the COVID year, when they just told everybody, stay at home. Stay at home. Don't go to school. Nothing good happens at school. You may get COVID. You may get COVID and die at school. Or you could be in the streets of Jackson. You got a much higher probability as a young child, you know, somebody under 25. Or let's just say somebody that should have been in school. You have a much higher probability in Jackson of dying from a dying from lead poisoning than you do COVID. And that's exactly what happened in Jackson in 2020 as they jumped up to 133 homicides. So from 83 to 133, that is a jump of 50 homicides. The next year, 2021, Jackson said, hold my beer, Jackson. 2020, hold our beer, 2021, is coming out hard, just like an eight ball and MJG song. 160 homicides in 2021. 120, I mean, 160 in 2021. My goodness. That is a spike of 27 more from the previous year. You know, that number changed a little bit too. When it ended, that number was actually 153. They were able to find another seven homicides to lump on there. And uh, then it came down a little bit last year to 138. And I think you can attribute most of that to uh, the Capitol Police. You know, Not a whole lot. What's that? 12? Thir- uh, 130, 160 minus 38. What's that? 22. Came down 22. And then came down another 21. So it's moving back down in the right direction. I predict that we will never have another less another homicide count less than a hundred. I believe this year, with all the chaos that's going to be going on in the world, another year of Bidenomics, another year of families starving, another year of it getting more and more expensive to put food on the plate to pay the bills, cars being repoed. I predict more desperation. More immigrants, illegal immigrants, flooding into our communities, taking the resources intended for the poor black folks by our government. I intend des- I expect desperation to be at an all-time high. I expect a lot more robbing and killing. I think Jackson ends 2024. And me and Sean are going to do a prediction show tomorrow, but I'm going to give you all a spoiler here. I predict over 150 homicides this year. Don't be surprised if by over 150, I mean close to 200. I'm predicting somewhere between 150 and 200 this year. Right now is it two days at two days into a goose egg? Two days into a goose egg on Jackson homicides. I. Probably some bodies somewhere they ain't found yet. Who knows? All right, let's take a break. When we come back, I posted a picture. Uh, speaking of Jackson, it's going to be a very Jackson-heavy show today. Posted a picture of Capitol Street in the 1950s on my Facebook page. I did not expect for it to be the most polarizing thing I've done in over a year. It just simply said Jackson, Mississippi. 
Capitol Street, 1950. All hell broke loose in the comments. We're going to break that down on the other side of this break here. We'll be right back on The Clay Edwards Show. Welcome back in to The Clay Edwards Show. Guys, I was going to do a different ad read here, so I'll I'll move it down one. I want to tell you about guns and gear real quick. Hunter just texted me from over there at the Central Mississippi's premier gun ammo accessory store. Guns and gear on Highway 51 North in Gluckstadt, Mississippi. They're under attack by big tech. Facebook has unpublished their legally allowed Facebook page because, you know, guns are bad. Get out there, support them today. They still they still slanging them hot, smoking hot deals of the day at Guns and Gear, located at 51 North, Gluckstadt, Mississippi, at Yandell Road. Don't let don't let big tech have you believe they aren't there facebook um deleted all of my personal accounts and business accounts well they deleted my personal accounts which had my business accounts attached to them (laughs) so i could not access my business accounts and they eventually got them deactivated long story short that could be a nightmare for a business It, it really can um my detail shop suffered greatly by having my Facebook page deleted a week before I opened. <laughs> um, that, that was a huge, huge blow to me in a, uh, in a business that's very word-of-mouth dependent. So, <clears throat> anyway, get out there to Guns and Gear, Highway 51 North in Gluckstadt, and support those guys. He just lost 18,000 followers uh, because Facebook woke up today and said, Guns are bad. Guns are bad. Bad guys got guns. Yeah, Good guys got them too. They're the home of No Limit Ammo. They can take care of all your Cerakoting and gunsmithing needs as well. Did you get a gun for Christmas that you might not want, like, or need? Go sell it to the guys at Guns and Gear. Get a gun you want or just get some cash. See them today. Check them out online, gunsandgearms.com. They got a new e-commerce site coming soon. It'll be up hopefully by the end of the month. But that's neither here nor there. We'll keep you posted on that. Go see them in person today. Sit around, talk business with them. Y'all know you need to be buying a a box of ammo. That needs to be your goal this year. As we approach doomsday post-election, y'all need to be trying to buy a box of ammo every week. And just be ready. Be ready. Start uh, Start your preparedness at Guns in Gear. Highway 51 North in Gluckstadt. Shout out. To Hunter and the team out there, happy new year, happy belated Christmas to all those guys and the hard work they do. Uh, Jess just texted in on the Guns and Gear text line, says, I can't find them on Facebook anymore. Yep, Jess, that's what I was just saying. Facebook has delisted their page because, you know, pictures of guns. So stupid. You know, one of the things I used to really love was like to go like – Watch gun videos and stuff, and it's like they they have tried to. You know, I keep saying we we should never allow all the crime and violence to be normalized. We shouldn't allow them to demonize guns. I mean, sure, can guns cause unspeakable horrors? Uh, yeah, absolutely. But imagine the unspeakable horrors not having guns causes. Uh, you know, there's just evil in the world. How you choose to fight it is what separates the 
the winners from the losers. <laughs> Who gets to write the history books? I'm writing mine. Nobody else is going to write mine for me. All right. I posted a picture. This says so much about race relations in and around central Mississippi. I posted a picture on my Facebook and my Instagram on New Year's Eve. Capitol Street, 1950s. I don't know the exact date. It just was like, you know, different versions of this picture have been floating around for years, but it's the first time I've seen this picture. So it was really cool. I had some, some out of town or posted it. So I'll just admit, I, I stole the post and made it my own because I wanted the engagement. I knew it was going to do well, and it did. It's been shared. It's been liked over 4,700 times. It's been shared almost 1,000 times on Facebook alone. And what's astonishing to me, before I get into all of the angry black Democrats' comments, is this we're talking about a city here that was able to rebuild after being completely burned down post or during the Civil War to become one of the third or fourth. At one point, Jackson was third or fourth largest city in the South, maybe, outside of like Atlanta. I mean, Jackson, Birmingham, Memphis. These are all cities that were mentioned together. You don't mention them together anymore unless you're talking about crime numbers. Jackson is uh is not on the same. Jackson ain't even like with a Monroe anymore. And we used, we used to laugh and people would compare Jackson to Monroe, Louisiana. Like now, Jackson's more like Shreveport. We're a major city. Not anymore. Not anymore. Anyway, I digress. It's a beautiful picture of Capitol Street. We were able to rebuild this city to that point through hard work. Hustle and grinding and just American values, Christian American hard work values, you know, all that great stuff. Post-World War II, people came home and they wanted to make America great again. And that's exactly what they did. They made Jackson, Mississippi great. But you know what Jackson ain't going to survive? What Jackson ain't going to be able to rebuild from? 30-plus years of far-left Democrat control. And Jackson's always been controlled by Democrats. There's never been a Republican mayor in Jackson. Never. Not once. I've argued to people. I mean, a simple Google search, and, and, and y'all can figure this out. And by no means is Google uh, right-leaning. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is one of the things Google ain't going to lie about. And in particular, Jackson ain't going to survive this free-the-land idiot and his merry band of idiots that are currently running the city in a style of what I call reparations politics. They're getting their reparations and they're taking it from you. They're fellow black citizens. So anyway, I just wanted to get that out of the way. It it survived being burned down by the Yankees and it was rebuilt into one of the top three, four, five cities in the entire South. And now it's not even a top 20 city in the South. Let's just peruse through and read some of the comments. Um, 
so I said I said that comment there. I said this, and I'm reading some of this in live time. I have not read all these, so y'all bear with me. And I'd love to get y'all's thoughts on this. 601-879-0002 is the phone line. The Guns and Gear text line is 769-241-1944. I said, the city was able to rebuild after being burned down during the Civil War, but won't be able to survive the reign of terror by Chakwe Lumumba's merry band of Free the Land thugs. Southside Zoe says, Clay Edwards is a resident of Jackson. Let me speak facts. If the governor wasn't still racist, he would work with the Jackson mayor. And we all know crap runs downhill and they're not going to stand up for, for it. And they have stolen welfare money, have, have the money for Jackson water to Tate hometown sent the, I, I, I wish people could type. He said he sent the money for Jackson water to Tate Reeves hometown of Senatobia and since enforced Jim Crow laws. Now you tell me if it's still his fault. You're an idiot. Southside Zoe. Southside Zoe, you're stupid. Which part of this do I want to hit the most? Says if the mayor would work with the, if the governor would work with the city and the mayor, what do you expect him to do? He came in and fixed your water. Now we can get into a debate about the the age of the pipes and all that stuff. The entire state and the city of Jackson have been kicking that ball, kicking that can down the road for 30 years. Should should pipes have been fixed at some point? Yeah, but you know, the city's responsible for that. No matter what they tell you. The city's responsible for that. The city is also responsible for the amount of employees that work at its water plant. Y'all scream, you cry about alleged Jim Crow laws and the white man making rules for the black man. But you want the white man to come in and run your water. Fix that. Make that right. You, you, you can't have it both ways. Tate Reeves didn't steal a penny of the welfare money. Nobody lost a penny of the welfare money but the state. The welfare recipients, they trust me. They got their money. And Tate had nothing to do with that. Quit believing everything you see on the news. Uh, Some idiot said, Zoe, preach, brother, preach. Damien tells me, Clay, Chakwe secured $700 For the city water. No, Benny, Benny Thompson secured that. And that's the point. The federal government should have never had to do that. that <laughs> and who did they, who did they bring in to, to make sure it got fixed right? White boy Bob. Ain't that what Kim calls, uh, Ted Hennepin? They, they knew. The judge knew. Was it Wingate? Knew not to let none of these free the land idiots touch that money. The federal government knew. That's why they sent. That's why they sent Hennepin down here. And this, and this free the land bunch was able to dictate contractors and all this other stuff. You were going to get about two or three pipes repaired closest to wherever they live. You were going to get another idiot with a useless degree that ain't never worked a day in their life, given a supervisor job that they don't have any idea how to do. I could go on and on and on. They were going to get all that because they were black. Because it was going to be all that mattered. And they were going to tell you, we just hired the first black dot, dot, dot. 
But people got a real problem. Somebody tells me I have no idea what I'm talking about. There's a real problem with the folks in Jackson and accountability. I mean, they are still crying about what happened at Woolworths back in the day. People getting mustard thrown on them. It's a terrible incident. None of us deny that what happened in what I guess was known as the civil rights era was bad. But, bro, you have had since 1960, 53 years. You've had, let's just say, 50, you've had 50 years to write this. Let's just say since 90. Let's just say since 2000, you've had 23 years. 23 years, and, and, and nothing has gotten better. Everything has only gotten worse. When white folks move out, you call them racist. Call it white flight. When they try to move back in, you call them racist, but you call it gentrification. Everything I see for the last couple of days, talking about this HB 1020, black city, black city, black city, majority black city, black city, black city. I mean, do y'all want white people involved or not? Let's take a break. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Real quick, the segment brought to you by A1 Gear and Auto. Guys, if you have an automotive repair, if you have any automotive repair needs, get down to A1 Gear and Auto in Florence, Mississippi. Get it taken care of today with a check engine light, squeaky brakes. They can handle it all. What they specialize in, though, is your ring and pinion, your gears, all that good stuff. Look, you, when you're getting your car worked on, one of the most important things, it's all very important, but one of the most important things is being diagnosed properly the first time. That's going to save you time. That's going to save you money. Because most places, if they don't diagnose it properly and you approve the work and you agree that that's the problem, well, whether that part needed to be replaced or not, you own that part now. A1 Garanato is going to get it diagnosed right the first time. Now, do places make mistakes? Absolutely. Sometimes it is what it is. The second most important thing is how long are you going to be without your vehicle? Well, this could be the second or third, but either way, top three things, no particular order. How about that? How fast the work's going to get done. And then, of course, the other most important thing is that it's done right. (laughs) And uh, that may be the number one most important thing, being done right. They're going to take care of all those three things at A1 Gear and Auto. Go see Justin and the team today for all your automotive repair needs. The only thing they don't work on is diesel engines. But they do work on your diesel engine <clears throat> vehicles, rear end, not rear ends, but uh, ring and pinion and all that good stuff. So that absolutely, they're, they're rear ends. I, I want to continue. I want to continue reading some of the replies to this post because it says a lot about race relations and where we're at and how the black community views us as the white community. Let me rephrase that. How the black urban community views us they they blame all of jackson's failures current failures on us uh we we took resources from the city except see they keep they have this mindset 
that uh, it's a welfare mindset that you're co- supposed to constantly take care of their problems. You you can't cut you can't quit charging people for their water and expect somebody to step in and give you the money that you didn't charge. I don't know how I, I, you can't defund cops. You can't neuter the police department and then expect somebody to come in and start a new police department, even though we did. I'm, I'm convinced. I, I hope that some of these people are just bots. You know, just racially agitating bots. Because it's working. Rukua is a rocker. Says, dang, look at the vibrant city. Look, look at what the vibrant... Dang, look at, look at, okay, this is clearly not a bot. This is an idiot. Dang, look at vibrant the city is before folks started intentionally cutting off resources, flooding the streets with drugs and guns, and diverting funds to outside surrounding cities. Mo Rogers says, Tulsa, Oklahoma was safe at 1.2. I wonder what happened. Or is that history trying to be erased as well? I'm curious what a couple of the replies. Somebody said it wasn't safe back then. It was, Justin says, it was safer than today when Jackson has the number one homicide rate in the country. Okay, here's one that I'm interested in. I'm, I know this probably ain't great radio, ain't great radio, but I'm saying very true to my brand. And these are the things, these are the quote unquote tough conversations Democrats keep telling me that we got to have. So I'm having it. Uh, you Thomases of the world, you're welcome to call in. And defend this nonsense. Now, we just spent the first half of this hour talking about Jackson homicides. Now, overwhelmingly, 99% of those ain't, ain't fall on the, the blame for those falls at the feet of one particular group of people. It ain't the folks that moved to the suburbs. I know that. Timothy Whitehead says, my dad used to tell me a lot of nightmare stories of Mississippi back from back then. If you were black, you did not want to get caught by yourself or in a certain part of town at night. It's sad all the race all the races couldn't enjoy the beauty and prosperity of the town at that time. Well, one thing I know for sure is you definitely don't want to get caught uh, by yourself in certain parts of the town now at night. That. that it's way more Jackson, Mississippi is way more dangerous for black folks now than the racist of the civil rights era could have ever made it be. Let's take a call. You're on there. Yeah, this oh, thank you. I, I just looked at your photo on Facebook and that's a picture of downtown in the fifties, right? Mm-hmm. Gorgeous downtown. Once yeah, gorgeous yeah, downtown. Yeah, yeah. Prosperous. So, yeah, my grandmother told me that you could, black people weren't even allowed downtown Jackson in the 50s. That's a fact. It doesn't take away from how nice it is, how nice it was now versus that, how nice it was then no, versus no, no, now. No, 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 You know, what's nice is when we all are together. That's what's nice. Not separate. Okay, even you talked about that not too long ago, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. You said black men and white men and Chinese man, all us coming together and doing and taking care of business, right? What none of that, what, what doesn't change, what does not change is 
that you said that we all should come together. I agree. We should. We do. And but women and family. How and did Capitol Street get into the condition it's in today? But 1950, during the 50s, things were separate. Okay, black people weren't even allowed downtown. And then in '71, they shot up Jackson State. Uh, in 1970, they shot up Jackson State. What are you talking about? What is that? What is black people on the police force in Jackson in the fifties? What does that have to do? What does what Jackson State have to do with with Capitol Street turning into a war zone? Because that's what started that thing down there at Jackson State. That, that what happened at Jackson State was started because black people couldn't even come to downtown Jackson in the fifties. Do your research, Clay. You're a dummy, man. You don't know what you be talking about. I know that I know that Jackson turned into a third world hellhole Clay, the second the far left reparationists Clay, got Clay, their got, Clay, got Clay, their Clay, way. There's a such thing as racism in Mississippi. It ain't never left. It's not going nowhere because of y'all. No, because of like y'all. Me. Because of people what 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 is for let you treat me like an animal and, and, and you okay with that? I just want to let you think of me as an animal, me and my kids as an animal. You got life. I'm going to cut him off there. He was about to say something something he'd regret. Um, Jackson, Mississippi is the most dangerous place in the world for a black man. It is what it is. Y'all going to be as mad at me as you want to be. That's fact. Two of the last three years, it was the number one deadliest place in America, per capita. Number one, deadliest place in America, per capita. Jackson, Mississippi. Let's take a break. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. I want to say one thing. We're going to take a call. The call will take us home. For the day, I'm going to say one thing. Blacks absolutely were allowed in downtown Jackson in the 1950s. You had to dress right. And then Fair Street, last time I checked, is still and has always been downtown Jackson. Let's take a call. Hey, brother, you got about two minutes. Hey, you know, I, I couldn't help but call out to listen to the animus of the guy that called you earlier. You know, my mother calls me all the time and she's afraid to walk around. I live in D.C. and she's afraid of the blacks, right? He's talking about something 50 years ago, and he's expressing all this animus at white people. But where is his animus toward the blacks to make it, you know, dangerous for his mother, his grandmother, or him to walk down the streets of Jackson today? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the point I make. You know, look, if you're if if you're a surviving real racist, a, a Klansman, just what a nasty, nasty, evil people, if you're sitting back in hiding today. You have to sit back and look at Jackson and be like, my goodness, there's no need for us. Look at what they're doing to themselves. I mean, yeah. where's the outrage? Yeah, where's the outrage at all these immigrants coming here? You know, Clay, you said something earlier that piqued my attention. You said, that, you know, this welfare and all this stuff that is meant for the blacks. And I think that's part of the problem. It's not meant for blacks. It's meant for Americans, right? And. The, the whole argument that, that the blacks have when they do complain about immigration is that the welfare is theirs. When they complain about Brentford, it's like he stole something from them in terms of the welfare. And I think that's really where they see white people, you know, white people's place in America is to provide the welfare for them. 
That's what that's what it feels like, and I hate that. I hate that we've gotten to that point. I, I really appreciate you calling in this morning, brother. I got to let you go. Have a blessed day. No Happy problem. New Year. Uh huh. All right, look, man, got about ten seconds left. I appreciate everybody this morning. This is what 2024 is going to bring you. We're going to keep having hard-hitting conversations. We're going to keep having those tough conversations that they say we're not allowed to have. See you all tomorrow.